Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test, the nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture?
Welcome to this segment of Real Life Stories. It's under our spiritual category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. This is a story about a man called Noel who has beaten all the odds of generational curses that were stacked against him before he was born. This story is something we can all learn from that our actions, which become our habits, can be passed down to our children. You don't have to give birth to the next Noel. You can learn from his past. You see, Noel didn't have a choice in what kind of hand he would play with after he was born. He was born into a drug-dealing family. His grandfather was a kingpin, dealing in marijuana and cocaine from Jamaica to Florida. Before Noel was born, and unbeknownst to his mother, the spirituality she explored before Noel's birth invoked demonic spirits. She ignorantly opened herself up to the demonic realm and to witchcraft. The odds were stacked against him even before he had started. From his childhood to his late 20s, Noel had to deal with living in unstable homes as a child, several stepfathers, nightmares, demonic attacks, and so much paranormal activity. And this was just the beginning. His childhood trauma cascaded into teenage addictions from sex, pornography, alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, ecstasy, and anything else he could land his hands on, not to mention a couple of out-of-body experiences. In moments of despair, he would always cry out to the God of the Bible, whom he had never really known about. He was only tagging on the memory of the Lord's Prayer that his grandmother had taught him as a child and his few attendances to Catholic Church as a child. Fast forward, Noel shares a unique memory after he had started reading the Bible, specifically the Gospels of Jesus Christ. He couldn't stop reading the Gospels in fact, in one incident, Noel was out on a boat, snorting as much cocaine as he could with a friend, but all he did was talk about this guy called Jesus that he had been reading about in the Bible. Eventually, and inevitably, these truths of Jesus Christ took root in Noel's heart, and he was delivered from all his addictions, his cursed inception, and his haunted past. Noel now lives his life as a living testimony. While he is up wiring complex buildings around town, he shares the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who feel lost. Coming up on our next episode. As I was dozing off, I immediately had an outer body experience and I was transported just outside of her bedroom. And the strange thing was, is immediately when I was, I had this outer body experience, I, I, I looked down on my hands. I knew that I had, I was having an outer body experience. I knew my body was in the bedroom beside her. I had that understanding. It was vivid. I'm like, I am in that bedroom right now. What is happening to me? <laughs> Something has pulled me out of my body. That is what it felt like. Okay. 
And I immediately, once I had that understanding of what's going on, I immediately felt a demonic dark presence. And I started cursing it. I started communicating with it. I didn't hear anything back, but I started saying, F you, get away from me. You are not welcome here. I, I cussed it like profane language. I was using every swear word in the book at this thing. I couldn't see it. I couldn't hear it, but it was there. I felt it. Okay. And then my body levitated. It was like some giant had picked me up and it, I'm, and my, I'm not exaggerating. I started whatever it was. I levitated and I started getting smashed around the hallway. So it was like, I was like picked up by the ankles by a giant and slammed into the wall slammed into the next wall, slammed to the floor, slammed to the ceiling. I felt no pain, but I was experiencing being ragdolled around the hallway by mm. this invisible whatever it was. And it was evil. And I remember being placed down onto the ground and sprawled out onto the carpet, stomach down, hands out, back to the air. And I started getting dragged along the carpet and the breath, my, my breath was being pulled out of my mouth, my lungs, like, uh, like it was like, it was like one of those demonic sounds that you hear in like an, like a, like an exorcism movie. And my voice and my, my lung, my air in my lungs was just being sucked out of my lungs. And I remember being terrified, so terrified. And I remember thinking in my mind, Jesus, help me. And a cat walks around the corner, licks me on the nose, and I immediately wake up beside her. And I shook her. I immediately, wake up, wake up. I said, do you have a cat? And she said, no. And I said, okay. And I did not tell her what happened. I just wanted to know she had a cat. I did not want her to think. When he saw I was free, they tried to cut me down to my knees. When he saw I could see, they tried to take the light out of me. When they saw I could breathe, try to take the air that I need. When they saw I believe, they try to take the fight out of me, but they cannot silence my peace. No. When they saw I was free, they try to me down to my knees. When they saw I could see, they try to take the light out of me. When they saw I could breathe, they try to take the air that I need. When they saw I believe, they try to take the fight out of me. They cannot silence my peace. Without honor, I'm a problem for them Like Bobby Ballin produced the volume They used to pass the product Inside the house where alcoholics waited for that chronic uh, I'm slick wearing like Slick Rick or Jane Diller Kick sitting like Benish coming in for the television You can tell a man's conviction by how he handles his business I'm a witness now, I'm fighting to the finish Sing it 
tuning in to the pre-show. This is episode four of Noel's story, and we're picking up right from where the last episode ended. So I move in, and I'm sharing a room with my brother Zach upstairs in the room where this man has died, or in in, in the man's room that died downstairs in the living room. Yeah. Okay. So I'm 20 years old around this time, and I start to have experiences in this house, and and these these experiences are not fun at all. These are very dark demonic things that were happening. And at the time, I just thought it was a ghost, you know, uh, an, a, a sp- an angry ghost of the guy that lived down, that died downstairs on the couch. It started with me noticing my cigarettes. I would buy two packs of cigarettes. Um, I was, a, I was a smoker, you know, uh, and I would buy two packs of cigarettes and, you know, we would, I would drink with my mom and we would smoke cigarettes and we'd, we'd be up late on weekends and, and we'd be out on the deck and the kids would be sleeping. And, you know, I would socialize with the adults. I was always, you know, socializing with older crowds and, and I had a, a way with adults. Um, so, but I would notice like, man, where are my, where's my second pack of cigarettes that I just bought? I an unopened pack. And I would, <laughs> I would look around the house and, and I'd open the toilet and it would be floating in the toilet. So I'm like, I'm like, mom, like, this is really, really weird. Because it happened a few times. And she's like, it's, it's the guy. It's the guy, you know, he, he, he was a heavy smoker. He was a heavy smoker. He's putting your cigarettes in the toilet. This is what she told me. She, he's, he's putting your cigarettes in the toilet because he doesn't want you smoking. I'm like, get out of here. Like, I'm trying to also rationalize these experiences. I'm like, it's the kids. It's the kids doing it. They're taking my smokes. They're throwing it in the toilet as a joke. My brother or my sister or something. I don't think it was. I, I think it, it was something playing around with me. Now, I start having these kinds of experiences where I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I'm having sleep paralysis. I can't move. There's a dark shadowy figure in the room. Some, sometimes the dark shadowy figure is at the end of the bed or at the corner of the room or right over me. And, yeah. I, and it's very, very oppressive in nature. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard of these sleep paralysis things, but I started to experience it for the first time in this bedroom, okay? And I'm not enjoying that. I, I don't like going to bed in this place. I don't have a choice though. Um, then I, I remember one night waking up and right outside the bedroom, there are stairs I go down to the, to the dining room table area, the living space, everything in the, in the main floor. And I heard boom, 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 like some, some heavy footed man, boom, 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 down the stairs. And my heart, this is in the middle of the night, my heart just stopped. My door was shut, but man, I'm telling you, <laughs> it was scary, okay? It was loud and real, and it freaked me out. I feel like I'm in a, 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 a more, I'm like listening to like a, a like a fictional horror story, oh, but this is real this stuff. Is real. This is, I experienced all this, and, and I remember waking up one night as well, and the computer just started making these sounds like like in the middle of like that that malfunction computer noise but loud and i remember waking up in the middle of the night just like what the hell is going on like i'm being terrorized at this freaking house like 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 i can't like it it's 
it's not happening every night, but it's happening like once or twice a week where I'm having these like experiences and it, it's, it's not fun. Okay. It's, it's dark and yeah. So, you know, while all this is happening, I, I'm traveling back to Vancouver on the weekends to stay with my friends as soon as Friday afternoon hit. And I, I ended up getting an electrical job on the Sunshine Coast. And as soon as work ended on Friday, I'm hauling, hauling it to that ferry to get back to the mainland to be with my homies. So, you know, that was actually quite, quite enjoyable. Um, being on that ferry ride is super excited to see my friends, beautiful Sunshine Coast traveling along the water. I, it, it, there was a freedom to it. Yeah. That, that I that I remember enjoying so much taking that ferry ride and having my friend always there in a car waiting for me to pick me up at Horseshoe Bay. It, it was great. That was a that was a good part of it. Um, that ferry ride was always so exciting. I was always excited to see my friends. Mm. Now, I was seeing this girl. So I would see this girl on the weekends. Um, I'm not going to say her name, but she was a lovely girl and she you know, we obviously we weren't like spiritual with Jesus, so we were living in sin. But I was I would stay at her house sometimes, and I had a good relationship with her mother. Strangely enough, like they were quite European and very open, you know, open-minded European, Eastern European people. And this this her mother like was quite successful, had a big house on the North Shore, just her, her son, and her daughter. And I would stay over um, yeah. with the daughter. And I remember one one day I was laying beside her and I started to doze off. I was a little tired. And as I was dozing off, I immediately had an outer body experience and I was transported just outside of her bedroom. And the strange thing was is immediately when I was I had this outer body experience. I, I, I looked down on my hands. I knew that I had, I was having an outer body experience. I knew my body was in the bedroom beside her. I had that understanding. It was vivid. I'm like, I am in that bedroom right now. What is happening to me? (laughs) Something has pulled me out of my body. That is what it felt like. Okay. And I immediately, and once I had that understanding of what's going on, I immediately felt a demonic dark presence and I started cursing it I started communicating with it I didn't hear anything back but I started saying F you get away from me you are not welcome here I, I cussed it like profane language I was using every swear word in the book at this thing I couldn't see it I couldn't hear it but it was there I felt it okay and then my body levitated it was like some giant had picked me up and it I'm and my, I'm not exaggerating I started Whatever it was, I levitated and I started getting smashed around the hallway. So it was like, I was like picked up by the ankles by a giant and slammed into the wall, slammed into the next wall, slammed to the floor, slammed to the ceiling. I felt no pain, but I was experiencing being ragdolled around the hallway by Mm. this invisible whatever it was. And it was evil. And I remember being placed down onto the ground and sprawled out onto the carpet stomach down hands out back to the air and i started getting dragged along the carpet and the breath my my breath was being pulled out of my mouth my lungs like uh, like it was like it was like one of those demonic sounds that you hear in like an like a like an exorcism movie 
and my voice, my, my, my air in my lungs was just being sucked out of my lungs. And I remember being terrified, so terrified. And I remember thinking in my mind, Jesus, help me. And a cat walks around the corner, licks me on the nose, and I immediately wake up beside her. And I shook her. I immediately, wake up, wake up. I said, do you have a cat? And she said, no. And I said, okay. And I did not tell her what happened. I just wanted to know she had a cat. I did not want her to think I was crazy. Because as soon as I called out in Jesus' name in my mind, a cat walks around the corner, licks me on the nose, and I woke up. And it was real. It was real. I just knew in my heart, call out on Jesus now. And I did. And he came. But I didn't care about him. I didn't care to learn about him. I did not care. I didn't even, I don't even think I thanked him in that moment. I just used his name to my advantage because I knew to, I somehow knew to use it. And then life goes on. Party, party, happy, happy. Drugs, drugs, sex, sex. Okay. Maybe a month later, I'm on the Sunshine Coast. It's a weekday. I have this same experience where I'm pulled out of my body in the house on the coast. And now I'm downstairs in the house and I immediately know what's going on. I'm like, you, I start swearing at it. I cuss it. I'm, I'm yelling at it, man. And it picks me up again. And, and it just ragdolls me around the hallway. <laughs> like it's, it just, it just takes my body and just like, it's, it's like boom, 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 ceiling floor, ceiling floor, wall, ceiling floor. And once again, air out of my lungs. And, and I, I called out on Jesus Christ's name again in my mind yeah and no cat this time i just back into my bedroom like immediately um when this was happening you 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 knew that you were out of your body i knew oh very very vivid like i knew i'm like my body's upstairs i'm down here something's not right this is like i am very aware that this is not a dream this is something different than a dream it was almost as if there's like a a realm in between the dream realm and reality. And I was like pulled into this realm where I could be attacked. Yeah. I've... That's what it felt like. It felt like an in-between realm of reality and dream. I've, I've heard of other people who've had this experience and one one person who ended up to be a very uh, powerful man of God, he said the same thing that when that happened to him, he left his body and he knew that his body had stayed in the room mm-hmm. and he he left the room. He was outside the room and um, his spirit, his, his soul... Because he was saying that he he could still understand only that he just didn't have he was interacting with the environment differently not like in a physical way mm-hmm. but like his soul was still with him mm-hmm. and he knew that he knew that oh my body that I've left my body behind there right and 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 he he went up to the gates of hell mm-hmm. and and, wow. and and he had that moment where like he screamed out as well, you know, like Jesus and, and, 
and the closer he got to the gates of hell and some some was just leading him and leading him there was that there was a voice that came and said stop and the that thing that was pulling him towards the gates of hell um stopped right and then he was brought back and he still outside the room and then came back in and when that happened his grandmother is it his grandmother or his mother was was that was right next to the bed and and he say and she said oh son and, and he told her that mama i i i had died mm-hmm. basically like i had left and and she said oh i knew i saw i saw your body kind of like give up the ghost wow so i i believe you i believe you but anyways yeah yeah um so so go, that go ahead yeah so you know uh, there was power in jesus christ's name but still even after that second time i did not care to learn for him i was so in the flesh so strange um it's just so many people are going to be guilty on that day of judgment how many people have had that experience like me where they know jesus has some power and they don't give him glory or seek him i didn't seek him for eight years after that experience could have died many times in between then easily uh, especially with drug overdoses i i was doing cocaine alone in my i could have easily have died from fentanyl in my apartment um but anyways in that same house i had the ultimate paranormal experience after all that something still topped it off beyond that wow and this was this was it this was it so i watched i was watch i decided to watch a movie one night and i think this i actually stayed home from north end this weekend and uh sometimes i would stay home i just wanted to chill out on the coast and the the design of the house there was a big living room open concept leading into a big dining room table area all open concept leading into the kitchen all open so from the kitchen to the living room area it's all open and it's kitchen, it's, dining, it's 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 a long it's a elongated house so you can see yeah. it's it's all open you can see easily from the kitchen to the to the living room yeah and vice versa so the tv the couch is facing the tv and the back of the couch is facing the kitchen. So I'm watching a movie and I'm a, I'm a late kind of movie guy and I like to get cozy with my blankets and I'm a blanket kind of guy when I'm watching movies. So I got my blanket with me and I'm watching this movie and it's probably like, you know, midnight. And everyone is sleeping. It's very clear that everyone is sleeping. And if anyone woke up, they're they're like villagers when they walk at night. Like they're they're heavy-footed. They're not going to tiptoe around especially when I'm watching a movie, right? They're, they're all asleep. Right? I'm very certain on this. And every now and then while I'm watching this movie, I hear something going on in the kitchen. 
but it's not loud enough. It's not startling enough for me to turn around. Fully turn around. I would I would get that peripheral like, huh? Am I hearing something? Just like, just enough to get a peripheral vision mm. to see if I can see a body there. Yeah. Right. And I not it wasn't like it was subtle. Something was I was hearing something, but I was like, am I hearing something? Were you the only person in the house at this? No, time? I wasn't. But I everyone's asleep. Okay. It would have been like if anybody woke up. It would have been so easy to hear them. Yeah. Like, I'm very certain on this. And I heard this noise, this subtle, subtle noise in the kitchen, maybe three or four times throughout, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie or something, a two-hour movie, right? Yeah. So now it's, like, you know, 1.30, um, 2 o'clock at night, and I'm the kind of guy that will walk from the kit, from the couch to my bed with a blanket over my head like like I'm I'm tired but I got my blanket with me so I got my blanket kind of like on my shoulders or over my head I'm just like kind of moseying with my head pointed down at the floor towards the kitchen right probably to get a glass of water or something and as I get to the kitchen I look up and this is a big kitchen every single drawer and every single cupboard, everything but an electronic device is open. So fridge, uh, oven, and microwave are not opened because they set off lights. But everything is fully opened. Maximum. Wow. Drawers. Max, dr- everything. Now... I'm looking at this. There's a lot of drawers. This is not a small kitchen, okay? This is there's a lot of drawers and cupboards. I'm looking at the high cupboards. Immediately I'm I'm like rationalizing this. I'm like, okay, high cupboards, high cupboards, high cupboards. Emily, Emily, no, no, she would have to drag a chair. Danny, he would have to drag a chair. I don't even think Zach was home. Zach may have been out. But there's no way one of my brothers or sisters would have been able to hit to get up on the counter and open all of these without making a a, a sound. That would that would actually make me turn my head. The the my younger brother, my younger sister would have to pull uh, a, one of these chairs from the dining room table over to get to the to the high cupboards. There's no way that they could have done it. That that's that subtly. There's no way. And my and Jordy and my mom, no way. They're like like I said, villagers. They got heavy feet, man. Yeah. There's no reason for them to do this. I'm freak. I'm actually like freaking out. This is it's, it's not right. When you see when I saw that, it's not right. I felt I felt it. This is not right. This is messed up. Whatever this is, it's messed up. And I and I I, I just took one step in. I shut one drawer, and I felt every hair. I saw every hair on my arm go up. Every single one. It's the first time and only time that's ever happened to me where every hair stood up on my arm. And I knew, I felt it. I felt whatever it was, was just behind me to the right. I felt it. I was able to delineate the darkness where exactly it was positioned in the kitchen. It was right behind me to the right. I felt it and it was giant. It was large. It towered over me. And it was right there. And I 
turned to the left and ran up the stairs. I was too afraid to look behind me to the right. Oh. I turned to the left and I ran up the stairs and I just shut that door up and went to bed in absolute terror. Oh. And uh, that, like, even when I was attacked in that outer body experience and called on, it was, it was not even close. Not even close to the that, that kind of darkness. So dark. And it oozes. It's like a darkness that oozes on you. And it's, it's, it's just something that it, you... It's so dark. No weapon that man could form would battle, would be able to just to do anything to this. Only the name of Jesus Christ, only the son of God could, could deal with something like this. It was so evil. Like I have never felt evil like that. I mean, the dreams I had in grade six, like I felt like lost and like I would never see my family again. But this was like a very, it was like very, it was a it was an entity. It's a real definition of evil. It was an entity like of some kind and I didn't know it was a demon at the time but I I was like this this is a dark entity. And uh I woke up and I went downstairs and everything was normal in the house. And I just simply asked my mom and Jordy, did you experience anything and they said no we woke up everything was normal and i believed them i believed them partly a, a lot of it was just because of how i felt when i shut that drawer i saw my hair stand up in my hand i felt the presence of the entity hmm i didn't i didn't need to rationalize anymore with with, are they joking with me or not? Because I felt it. And of all the experiences I've had prior to this in that house. This was... This was the icing on the cake. Did you tell them? This wasn't... I, I think yeah, I did. This this wasn't some guy that, that died in, in the living room. This was, this was deep. Yeah. Yeah. This and was... Uh... That was it. That was... That was... I was... Man, there was... I knew there was something very evil in this universe. I, I, I don't know what it is, but there's something very evil. And it doesn't 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 like me. Doesn't want good things for me. That is I'm I'm speechless. I there's so many things you enter my mind right now and Oh, I just from your experience, I don't even know why, you know, when people choose the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, you have to be almost blinded to even... Just a mere thought, if someone told me that, hey, these two types of 
I don't know, food that you have to choose from. There's just two things that you have to choose from. And they describe everything about the kingdom of light, Jesus, God, and 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 and, and they described this other dark side, like 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 the enemy, the 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 Antichrist and, and, and all of the things that you're explaining. I, I don't see any anything worth even for a split second, wanting to choose to side with that. I mean, everything you just described up to this moment is torment. And and that's what the scriptures say. Yeah. The, the, everything about Satan is torment. Absolutely it's, torment. it's almost like dictatorship. It's it's there is there is no good. No, zero. There is zero good in anything from Satan. It, it, it's just torment. This is you tormenting. You think that maybe he will be smart about it and say, hey, when you're young, I'm not going to torment you. But it's torment yeah. uh, 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 for your old you. Torment your, your, your little sister. Torment little kids. And, and it just goes up and goes up and goes up. And it's the currency there. There's just not a day when it's like, hey, um, Maybe let me give you some some good. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, and yeah, you know, I totally understand what you mean. And I, you know, for me, I felt I felt that torment and darkness. But for you know, for someone who chooses the kingdom of darkness, I I I have a feeling that Satan is quite clever, and um, these people that are are willingly choosing that kingdom of darkness are like tapping into. Um, the satanic powers and they're feeling the power from satan they're not quite feeling what i felt but they they're the people that are choosing the satanic kingdom i don't i don't think they're exposed to the kind of things that i felt i think they're drawing power from the satanic kingdom and i think they understand that lucifer is real and that Lucifer is giving them power, and that the, the 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 spiritual realm, the demonic realm, is 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 allied with them, and they they feel that power, and they feel that uh, that satanic anointing, and they they enjoy it um, because it, it is giving them results. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's almost like saying um, it, selling it, their soul to the devil. In yeah, a way. it's also like if you were part of the crew of like the godfather or like yes it, yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. it's kind of so, like that so when you you know when you are on his side it's like you don't get to experience the nastiness yeah like, he doesn't you know, allow you to experience it really yeah like, like you're not mm. you're not gonna be like the one whose brains are getting blown open in a in that yeah. alley in a dance exactly or I, I call it satanic maintenance uh-huh right he may he he you have some sort of satanic maintenance where these witches and occults that are actually knowing what they're doing. Um, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of people who practice witchcraft, they're just deceived. They don't understand, but there are, there are many that actually know what they're doing. And um, I believe that they're given, um, they're given some leeway by Satan to keep them going. Yeah. And uh, eventually he gives them up. Obviously they don't think that he's going to turn on them. Right? And, he, and he does. He does. Oh, of course he does. He's a backstabber. Always, always does. Always does. 
So for me, it was interesting. I, I felt I felt that, and um, it's nasty. It's truly bad. It's truly dark. Yeah. So I would like to almost take like a, a side journey to talk about some things in the kingdom of light and then we can yeah come back to <laughs> to let's talk about some kingdom light let's talk about jesus right <laughs> yeah cuz I'm getting uh, to him I'm getting to him <laughs> I know it's it's uh, it's 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 uh, quite the journey to, yeah. to 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 get to the to but this is this is real stuff that people are dealing with so um the we've kind of been building up to it and uh there's still some stuff that uh yeah my you, 20s yeah, yeah the, some interesting to, yeah to to share from your 20s um, but we're, we're going to kind of, uh, do some fast forwarding sure. in, and, and talk about some of the good things and then kind of come back Amen. To, to your twenties. Praise God. Okay. Praise God. Selah. This was episode four of Noel's testimony and life story. In the next episode, Noel will uncover the troubles of his youth, his early to mid-twenties, how he got into different sex and drug addictions, drugs like cocaine, ecstasy, weed, MDMA, alcohol, and anything else he could land his hands on. Lucky for Noel, he didn't make the three-day party getaway that saw his best friend lose his life in a car accident on their way back. You would think that maybe Noel and his crew would slow down but instead, they celebrated the passing of his best friend's life by doubling down on their drug intake the night of his funeral. Doing more drugs than they had ever done before in one night. Buckle up. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.
Find it.